Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager. My co-host, Greg McMichael, Director of Braves Alumni Relations and World Series Champ 1995 and 1993 runner-up rookie of the year in the National League, Greg McMichael. Uh, He'll be back with me next week as we kick off the 2023 regular season for your Atlanta Braves. Uh, If you've listened in recent weeks, particularly last week, and you heard the intro last week, you know that I am currently on my honeymoon. So uh, in lieu of a new episode this week, we thought we would revisit uh, an interview from years past. And this was actually one that Greg and I Recorded, I believe it was at the 2019 winter meetings in San Diego. So going back a few years, uh, one of Greg's old teammates with the Braves, uh, a Braves Hall of Famer, Javi Lopez. Javi was very kind to have us out to his house. We were out in San Diego for the winter meetings, and he was kind enough. He lives just uh, just up the road there from where we were staying. And I, I remember Greg and I had this beautiful drive up the, the coast uh, and got to Javi's house and just what an absolute gentleman he is and uh, we thought it would be fun to uh, to revisit that conversation we had with Javi so without further ado here he is Javi Lopez well uh, Javi it's uh, great being here with you getting to well thank you thank you for coming yeah getting to be here in San wait uh, San Juan Capistrano San Juan Capistrano there we go so we're just north of uh, uh, San Diego we're here at the winter meetings and um, get to visit with one of my longtime friends and teammates and so it's uh, it's good to be here we get the chance to do a little location shooting sometimes so like I told you we were in Las Vegas with Greg Maddox and um, we've been had some other people uh, Jason we got to we got to hang out with Jason Isbell yeah Bell singer. Right, oh, okay. Right before he went on stage yeah. in his trailer. Cool. So we've, we've gotten to do some cool things like yeah. that. Yeah. Very so cool. it's great being out here. We got to spend some time together. Got to play Tory Pines. That's play right. golf. I've never played there, even though I've been here for a while. Yeah. And I haven't played there. So that was a great time that hanging was a great out. great time. We appreciate you inviting us in and getting to hang out with you a little bit. Absolutely. And we'd love to just talk about what. Um, you know, a little bit about your career and kind of what's going on with you now. And um, so, uh, so the thing I'm always amazed about is that you don't look any different. <laughs> yeah. I was looking You're my back best at, friend. <laughs> well, I look at me, myself in the mirror and I'm thinking, I got a lot of gray hair and I, we're not, you're, I think you're four years younger than me. Yeah, but, I, I just turned forty nine. Yeah, so I, I just turned fifty three. So we're we're pretty close in age, but so you came out here just to try to find the secret. <laughs> oh, no. out here. Well, I know the secret part of it's being Puerto Rican. No, in the you food. just got to look at my dad. He's eighty two <laughs> yeah. years old. You can count with one hand how many gray hair he has. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That unbelievable. is. That is. I was. Um, I was thinking back. Just you know, we spent a lot of time together catching. You know 
being in the dugout. Minor I was in, leagues. I, yeah, I was in your country. I played for Ponce. For Ponce I was telling Ricky. Hometown. Yeah, so I don't know. You never got to play for Ponce, right? Because you did. couldn't do that. I did play uh, for oh, two years. Okay, I told Ricky that they didn't let you guys play for your – because they had to. They would buy your contracts right down in winter no, ball. No, 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 but I, I was able to play for two years. Okay, all right. So I think at that time you were with San Juan. I was with San Juan. Ponce. That's right. And we had spent a couple years together. And, and, of course, you were 18, I think, when or 19 18. when we met. Yeah, I started when I was 17. Yeah, yeah, you had, you were a big prospect and got a chance to meet you in Durham. I was wanting to ask you, what what do you remember back about those that we had played on some great teams? So you think about the Durham Bulls, the in Durham na- Bulls. 1991, and then uh, Greenville Braves. We, I mean, we had a really that good, wasn't a good team. The that wasn't year, a good team. Next year, but then Greenville Greenville Braves. I mean, we that was solid. We end up winning 106 yeah. games right, we and set a lost record. 42 or yeah. something like that. It was unbelievable. That was the time where you were kind of sick of winning. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a foreshadowing of t- things to come, right? That's right. <laughs> I don't think we ever got sick of it, but um, we won a lot. We just yeah. expected to win. And I remember Chattanooga was right behind us. It was like uh, 98 wins right behind mm-hmm. us. And that's where we end up playing in the final. Mm-hmm. But no, it was a fun year and uh, I guess you Melvin what a bunch of guys end up in the big league 13 year. well I was thinking back and I've shared this with Ricky we want to do a segment just on the 91 Bulls team we had 13 guys make it to the big leagues which was unheard of I mean it's half the team and Mike Kelly and Mike and, Kelly and uh, you think of Pedro Bourbon and and Brian uh, Kowitz Brian Kowitz and and Brian Bark and Nate Minchie oh my uh, God. all these guys that uh, Eddie Perez, yourself, myself, um, Tony Tarasco, Tony Tarasco. Yeah, Ramon Caraballo. So That's all these right. guys That's right. end up being big leaguers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, not everybody had, but several of them, four or five of us were on the on the World Series team in 1995. So we were wanting to do a segment because I'm not sure that's ever been done before from an A-ball team. Oh, wow. For, to, for that many guys. I mean, typically, A-ball team, you're going to have, you know, four or five guys that make it. Yeah. But to have that many was pretty amazing. And, I, and, of course, our manager was a big league manager, Grady Little. That's right. Yeah. So we had had them all over wow. all over the place. And wow. I just wondered what, what, what do you remember about that team? Because we want to put together a piece about that. Does there anything stand out from the 91 when you were in Durham and West living there in Chapel Hill? And, and uh, do you remember anything about what Well, the first thing is when I first saw the ballpark, uh, reminds me of the Bull and Dur- mm-hmm. the, the Durham Bull movie, yeah. mm-hmm. which was a film about well, four years before we played there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two or three years or mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, I was amazed by, you know, I always wanted to be there. I always wanted to play there because, you know, what I heard in spin training is like, you know, you got to play in Durham. It's a really <laughs> awesome place, awesome town. And uh, when I finally got there, you know, I, I, I saw the, 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 the reason why everybody's so happy playing there. And um, during the summer, we got all the, the, the college students watching mm-hmm. the game. The, the play was packed every night. And uh, it, it was fun. I mean, compared to the places I played before, mm. which was Pulaski and Bradenton. <laughs> <Pulaski>. <laughs> hey, that's his neck of the woods. That I mean, you know. my, my, my dad was a race car driver, and I swear he did. He won a race at Pulaski County Speedway <laughs> oh, in wow. 1989, I think. So, yes, that is. But having been to Pulaski, yes, I can understand you not wanting to play there. <laughs> 
<laughs> I get it. But, you know. Did you ever win a stake? Hit the bull, win a stake? Uh, did they do that I then? never hit the bull. No, I never hit the bull. <laughs> I think Eddie Perez hit it once. Did he? I think so. Well, I remember that if you were player of the game, you got this coupon to go to Chapel Hill, and you got the flying burrito, and you got a free burrito. And I was just newly married, and, and I won player of the game one night, and I said, honey, we're going to get a free burrito. We're going tomorrow for lunch. And we were, I don't we were excited. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I do remember that if you were a player of the week, you get the this, uh, it was a yellow uh, small car that you get to drive for a whole week. <laughs> uh, I like remember. a VW Bug or something? It, it was something really small. Like, <laughs> like uh, I, I can't remember what was it, but it was yellow and we were hoping that we can, <laughs> we can get the player of the week so we can drive it all, the whole week. Oh my gosh. That I is remember awesome. that. What do you remember about uh, catching Greg McMichael? Do you, or what, what kind of pitcher was he like? To, uh, to catch uh, he was slow slower and, and, and stop <laughs> and stop <laughs> Javi loved me he had one sign for me oh, exactly and the funny thing is that when you threw that fastball like 85 for, for the hitters it's like seeing a 100 miles per hour fastball because his changer was he was you, you probably had the slowest changeup I ever caught on any pitcher in the big league I mean, because I, I caught quite a few and the change of it, nothing <laughs> slower than yours. Yeah, and, I, and, and the whole motion, the whole, he tricks a lot of players. I it's mean, funky. I mean, that, there's a reason why he stayed in the big league quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Javi was there when I actually learned my change up. I remember going in, in Winston-Salem and telling him, and I shared this story on the podcast, but telling him, hey, I want to work on something and, you know, went throw a bullpen and I just said, I'm throwing all change-ups, just, just catch these change-ups. And him looking at me like, where in the world did that come from? <laughs> and uh, so we just, he just kept calling and kept calling. Yeah, I mean, until the, for a long time. the hitters show that he can hit that change, they can hit that change-up, uh, there's no reason to call any other pitch. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this about Javi. <clears throat> you know, Javi caught me uh, most of my career and I can say about him he I never worried about him blocking a ball because you know I would throw balls in the dirt you know if you get two strikes I mean I, there was I, I struck out close to one guy an inning which you know is pretty good in the big leagues and but I had to throw balls in the dirt and and so I never had I to wanted to yeah <laughs> yeah and he would tell me but but the what's crazy about Javi is that he's such a big guy. I mean, look at him. I mean, he's six four, six five. You're six, six four. Well, now you are, but you were six four, right? <laughs> oh, with the spikes on. Yeah, yeah that's right. You can add another inch. That's right. So six four, and you know, and he's big, and so it's hard for him to get low. But then also, you think about blocking the ball and all that kind of stuff. Never had to worry about that. Him, I never had to worry about him bringing. If he had a bat at bat, he never. I never had to worry about his attitude behind the plate. So he was always great about that. He always wanted to do his best. And then as a pitcher, you knew you had a chance to win the game because if a game came up on and he was he was hitting, he was so clutch that he would he would get the hit. So but as a catcher, you couldn't ask for anything better as a pitcher because you knew that because I you know that. That was the people there was there were guys that if they went 0 for four and they went they were just the worst catchers. You didn't want to throw yeah. to them because yeah. they're just moping back behind the plate and and then and plus it's just hard to get sometimes a low target when you're such a big guy but yeah. you never had to worry about these days i see most of the catcher putting a knee down something that i i couldn't done when i was playing i mean 
I remember Pat Corral and Leo, they didn't want me to get on my knees and, 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 and you know, and catch like that. They wanted me to catch normal. And, you know, today's day, catchers, they, they, they just sit mm-hmm. their butt at the ground and, right. you know, they stay low. And that's something that it could help. It can help a lot of catchers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about blocking, but definitely to put a lower target. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's that's a big help. Well, there was one guy, Benito Santiago, was the only guy that I knew that would kind of spread out down on the ground. And Tony Pena. <clears throat> that's right, Tony Pena. And Tony Pena, those two. But you know, those those, those two guys, they can throw runners out of their knee. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty good. I didn't have that great of an arm that, that, that you they had. You had a pretty good arm, but you had to come up and. Exactly. You know. I have to come up. Yeah. Well, I know. When talking about differences between when you guys were playing and now, I think nowadays guys get. To the, I, they rush them to the big leagues a lot quicker now. Like prospects debut yeah. a lot quicker. And I was looking back at some of your numbers, and I think you played a few games in 92 with Atlanta and a few in 93 before you were there for full time in 94, 94. Yeah. What was that process like for you getting to just a little taste of the big leagues for those two years? And then actually, I mean, that's a long time, two years, is a long time to finally get your chance to really establish yourself. Yeah. Well, in 92, after I get the taste of the big league, came back the next year, 93, and I was hoping that I can stay in the big league, but you know, Damon Berry Hill and, um, Greg Olson. Greg Olson, you know, they're, they were on their contract and they weren't going to, letting go to put me in so it was kind of hard for me to go back to AAA but once I was there I was just having fun and and I had a great year in AAA and they called me up I mean half of the season again Mm -hmm. so after that you know that was it Yeah, I was um, looking back as like Ricky I was just looking at some some of your numbers and and uh, I, I just it always brings back great memories when I think about you know '95 and and what 95. happened and then I think about '96 and that the great series we had in LCS with the Cardinals. Oh. You were the LCS, you know, MVP. And I look back and I mean, you, you batted. <laughs> he was on base like sixty percent of the time, <laughs> right? And uh, his his OPS was over, you know, was was 1.6, you know, and and he you hit over 500. <laughs> what I was what I was noticing is that Lemke was ticked off because he batted four almost 450. <laughs> Nobody's talking about <laughs> Nobody that. Talked about <laughs> but but the turning point for me in that series, which was phenomenal, of course, you know we know what happened. Uh, but what we don't talk about enough is that we were down 3-0 to the Cardinals in '96 yes. in the in the National League Championship. Javi hits a home run dead center to win the game, basically to win the game, to put us up in the first game to win it. I think we went, then we won the first game. And then after that, it was like the, the Cardinals like, oh, crap. Because, we have to go back to Atlanta yeah. and face Glavin and Maddox. That's right. But we win. I mean, they could have, if they if he hadn't hit that home run, they could have easily swept us and have been over with. But that was just when we started. And then, of course, we went to New York and just just tore up the Yankees the first couple games and then they flipped it on us which They're was kind of weird us, yeah. but uh, but that was that was an unbelievable series and of course he was MVP and he just 
tore it up. And we had several guys. Chipper had a great series. Lemmer had an awesome series, but you had a more awesome series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was phenomenal. And, and of course, we talked, Brian Jordan was on that team and Ron yeah, Gant right. was on that team that's with the right. Cardinals. So, of course, you know, they that's bitter memories for them. But, <laughs> you know, you go back and you look at those kind of things in your career and there's things that you do miss that you don't remember. But when you start kind of reading through and, um, but I mean, you just, you always had some really, you had a lot of clutch moments for us or else we wouldn't have been world champions in 95 and wouldn't have been back to the World Series in 96. But, you know, what what went through your head because it's not an easy stage, you know, playoffs, no. but yet you always seem to be in the a, a spot where you could do that. What allowed you to be that kind of player? Well, I, in those situations, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was totally calm. Uh, it wasn't until later in my career when, you know, when I get into this situation like that where <laughs> I start thinking a lot and, you know, what if I get the base hit and, and, and win the game? You know, awesome. But if I strike out, then I'd be, you know, it's not a good feeling. And that's, you know, later in my career, that's what got in my head and, and it was hard to do and I started thinking about how I did it when I was younger mm. and the only thing I can think of is just my mind was just so relaxed and wasn't thinking about anything even if I've struck out I would have been fine you know and um, and I guess with that type of attitude you know positive things will happen and you know clutch after clutch after clutch and you know it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I was I was reading your uh, your book uh, recently, and because I knew we were going to be coming out here and talking to you, so I was refreshing my memory going through your book, uh, and I loved uh, you were talking about in 2003 with the that the Nationals were still the Expos, and so they were playing what around 20, 20 games in, in Puerto Rico. Yes, and you got to go home and play in front of family and friends on your. Yes, what was that? What was that experience like? Reading about it in the book was great. So I was just curious to hear what that what you remember about that and what, what was so great about it. Very excited. Very excited to play in my home country and um it was uh it, it, it was uh it was very nervous for me uh playing you know the whole crowd and the whole my, my whole family was there uh the first two games was terrible i mean i played good i mean defensively and the team were, were playing good because i prior to go play in puerto rico the expo were winning i mean they haven't lost any game in puerto rico They've been winning every single game at home. And uh, we got there the first two games, we beat them. 
and I, I went on for four in both games, and I was like, so like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make that crowd sure. you know, excited. I want to make you know, I want to make sure I hit a couple of base hits. I wasn't thinking about home runs, and uh, but it wasn't until the third game where I pretty much explode. <laughs> I hit two home runs. One of them was a grand slam, and it was you know. The, All the, the flags were going. Where I was picture, <laughs> be pri- you know, prior to that series is what happened mm. the last game of that that's series. Great. And uh, at least I left Puerto Rico really happy. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that was a great year for you in 2003. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I cannot complain about that year. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was great. It was something click and from at the beginning of the season. And, and you know, I, I carry it. Throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole season, and so that was the year. And I was still in Ricky this too as well. We were talking about you kind of got me off the hook in <laughs> nine, in two thousand three because I was with the when my last year with the Braves prior to being traded in ninety six. We were facing the Mets, and Todd Hundley hit his forty first home yeah, run yeah. off of me, <laughs> a little sinker around the pole. <laughs> And that was the record for, for most home runs by a catcher. Well, he had the picture and has me pitching, and he wants me to sign it. And I said, you dog, I signed my <laughs> So then in 2003, you break the record, you hit 43 home runs. Uh, 43. And so now he didn't have the record, so I was happy for that. So I yeah. appreciate you I'm glad you, you didn't sign it. it. <laughs> so, yeah, so his picture doesn't mean a whole lot, mean as much anymore. That is, for, for a catcher to even come near 40 home runs in a season is just, it's, it's mind-boggling mm-hmm. that, that you have the Do you think that's a record that, that seems like a record that could stand for like stand the test of time. I don't know. I, I, every year I keep watching Sanchez from the from the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> that guy he's he, pretty good. He, yeah, he's pretty good. And if there is a guy who can break that record that would be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's still healthy and um, and if he play catches all the time because a lot of the time he hit home runs as a DH or first base first baseman. But uh, does it count when he's a DH and he hits a home run? He, no. Okay. You have to be have catching. To be catching yeah. You have to be catching. Because okay. your record is you had four I have 42 for the record. Is that right? 42 is a record because one of the home runs was as a pinch hitter. Okay. Gotcha. So that doesn't count. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, there's a guy, yeah, Sanchez would be the Mm -hmm. one. And um, I mean, I'm hope all the best for him, but you know, I'm like. Wait until I die. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, that's good. I mean, but you're in good company. When I was looking up, uh, baseball reference has like similar players. And I was looking at who kind of, whose career was similar to yours, uh, the catchers. So Roy Campanella um, came up. Pretty, pretty famous Dodger. Um, Jason Veritek obviously had some great years, and you know Jason, right? Um, yeah, I know him very well. So his was similar and, and, uh, to yours. You know, he won a World Series with the Red Sox, and he won it with the right. So I was looking at that, and um, but it, it's just difficult to hit the to have to be successful hitter as a catcher because there's so much wear and tear on your body yeah. i mean how hard was it throughout the season when you're catching you know you're catching six out of seven games um because you had to have a day off right yeah. i mean it's just you just can't do it every day as, as strong and and uh, you know a specimen as you are when you played and all that you still had to have a day off just for the mental and physical grind but but uh how how much more difficult is it for a catcher, do you think, than any other position for a 162-game schedule? It's definitely hard. I mean, 
but the way I was, the, 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 the way my mind works when I was playing was like, if I don't play good offensively, at least I can do something good mm. to make it up defensively and vice versa. And I was trying to balance everything, you know, mm. not a good day offensively. Okay, let me make sure I can catch good, you know. And if I don't catch good, let me make it up with my bat or something. Mm. Um, that That's pretty much through throughout my whole career. That's the way I was thinking. And um, nothing, man. And um, away from the game, you know, nutrition, workout, mm. you know, in the off season, you just got to have a good balance and, 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 and work hard because uh, it's a long season. And if you don't get prepared in the, in, 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 during the winter, then, you know, you're going to pay the consequence throughout the, the you know, the regular the, the well, season. Well, I never saw you come in out of shape. No, You're well, always in shape. I always hire a personal <laughs> trainer, and mm-hmm. we work out throughout the, the whole winter, and it was the best investment I, mm-hmm. I can ever have done. Do you have stock in any ice companies? Uh, ice. <laughs> 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 we always had ice on ourselves, right? Yeah. With my yeah. knees. And- you know what? I was trying to avoid ice, you know, in front of the trainers, yeah, in yeah, front of the coaches. Right. You know, <laughs> right. if I eyes, I eyes at home. Right. Nobody can see me. <laughs> yeah, nowadays you know, they'd throw you on the DL. I know. Anything, they, they, right? they got you on the scope, like, oh, this <laughs> is on. okay. Hmm, hmm. Start looking around. Who's <laughs> <It was> available? <laughs> uh, you you cool. caught Kent Marker's no hitter, right? Yes, I did. Okay, I was curious from the catcher's standpoint. Like, I don't know about the pitchers and the nerves of the other guys on the field, but for the catcher, did you feel is there extra pressure there, especially as you're getting closer to that ninth inning? Didn't did know. Like? Didn't know he was uh, throwing a no hitter until the seventh inning. Okay, and the reason why. This is funny. It was I was frustrated because I was I had three strikeouts in a row. <laughs> you know, offensively yeah. he didn't do well. I'm like, okay, well let me concentrate as a catcher, you know. But I wasn't paying attention to the scoreboard. I knew it wasn't until the seventh inning when I look up and I saw uh, zero. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so after that, then I was thinking, I'm like, okay. Every time I call a pitch, I was praying, please don't get a base. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we were facing the Dodgers, mm-hmm. one of the best hitting team uh, during that time. Yeah. You Eric Carroll, Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you... T- it was a really, really good uh, lineup. Hollingsworth was rookie of the year. That's right. I think yeah. uh, he mm-hmm. was they had good pitching staff, which they, they we battled out with them. There wasn't high scoring games anyway. Yeah, yeah. But that was a great game. I was there that night, and I remember the night the last play where he kind of snagged a, a little backhand and kind of yeah, ran over yeah. and flipped it. But yeah, it was pretty, no, that was but, the only but, one we got to see. Yeah. Well, outside there was one in '92. There were you up at that point when Pena, Merker, no, and, I wasn't. And Wallers, Okay, because that was towards the end of the season, I think. That was before I got, I got okay. called up. <clears throat> but no, he pitched phenomenal that day, and um, they. It's he, not that he wasn't striking out everybody, but you know they just couldn't hit ball hard. A lot of ground balls, a lot of ground balls. Mm-hmm. Learned his change up. Good change up, great curveball. I mean, he, he had it all that day. And he threw hard too. Oh yeah, Berker was one. Of oh the, yeah, he had the, one of the lot more live arms on our it's, team. Uh, upper nineties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So three-time All-Star, we mentioned the NLS, uh, NLCS MVP, Silver Slugger in 2003, and Braves Hall of Fame. That's of those, or, or one of those, which one of those, how would you rank those? What's the, the most special one to you, do you think, of those accomplishments? Well, well, uh, 
personally, I mean, the World Series, I mean, yeah. anybody who plays in the big league, at, at one point, they, they would like to have a ring in their finger. You know, yeah. that's, that's, you know, that's the main goal once you start the season, you know, be able to play in the World Series and be able to win it. <laughs> and uh, I accomplished that in 95. And then second definitely was the Silver Slugger because that was, that's kind of like a personal uh, goal that I had in mind, you know, for a long time. But mm -hmm. my Piazza, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was killing me. <laughs> I mean, I had a pretty good season in 98. I mean, I hit mm -hmm. 34 home runs and 100 RBIs, and but still wasn't enough. <laughs> and sometimes a, those awards are objective because there's so much objective. Like if a bigger market, a guy out of L.A. or the New York or whatever, they get unfairly, I think, get hey, a little more. Hey, he beat advantage. me out of the rookie of the year. So, I mean, Who I came you? in second. Piazza, I oh. came in second to him. And, uh, there you go. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated by the All-Star break, so you knew you didn't oh, have wow. a chance. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was tough. You had you had a tough guy to battle there. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, Todd uh, Hundley had some good years in New York that you had to battle. He had a couple good years. Yeah, he actually played with Piazza together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Both yeah I, was on that, team. I was on that team. But some good catchers but, there. But, uh, yeah, so... The civil slugger uh, was my my se okay. second. Cool. Yeah. Catching I, the no hitter would be third. The no hitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not been many of those. No. In the Braves organization, we haven't had one since then. <laughs> that's right. No. We've come close a couple times, but yeah, it's still the it's no, still the last that, one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I want to go all the way back to you first learning to play baseball in Puerto Rico, because again, I I was just really enjoying the book. Uh, and going through it and because I read it when you first published it a few years uh -huh. back and it had been a few years so I went back through it and I love the story of the first time you played baseball as a seven-year-old and what happened when you hit the ball for the first time and where you went do you just when it, that we story. were playing in a basketball court and uh, mm -hmm. once I hit the ball I have no idea what to do and some of my friends told me you got to run to first base well first base was one of the it was a pole <laughs> on the side it was a volleyball pole and that's the first base uh, underneath the, the, the basketball hoop was second and the other pole, the volleyball pole was third. And and underneath the, the other basketball hoop was a home play. So I hit the ball. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just like anybody else who, who ever started playing baseball. You just don't know the rules. You just don't know how to do it. And right. my friend invited me to play. I have no idea what it was about. And... You just have a, I remember it was a rubber red ball and a broomstick or kind of like a broomstick. It was actually like a shovel stick, which was mm -hmm. a little thicker. <laughs> we were hitting with that. And that's where you learned to play on a, uh, the first, first plate on a basketball that's a, court. That's that the, awesome. the first time I ever played baseball. Stick ball. Yeah. It's like New York. That's what they call first, stick ball. Yeah. Maybe a little smaller, but so it sounds yeah. like. First time ever. That's great. <laughs> Well, that's good. So, how are you enjoying it out here in California? Well, it's it's really nice. I mean, we got beautiful weather. It's a lot to do around here. Um, the my family's happy, which is most important. But you know, as you know, um, I miss all my friends in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we miss you too. Yeah, definitely. I miss played, all my friends a lot out of golf there. Together. I play. I lived there for twenty three years, mm -hmm. and you know, I have a bunch of group of guys that I you know that I left mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's exactly what I don't have here. Well, we appreciate you coming back to alumni weekend this, this past year. So getting to be a part of that and oh, absolutely. we've got, um, I think we're, one of the things that we're 
um, we're going to be doing is um, we're going to be changing how the Hall of Fame, you know, when we do the Hall of Fame instead of January, we're going to try to put that on Alumni Weekend, hopefully. Um, okay. So uh, maybe you can continue to be a part of it. And I know you've done some stuff with Los Bravos. And so just know you know you're always welcome to come back. And, and we always love having you, of course, being a Braves Hall of Famer now. And yeah. some of my old teammates, TP, just got inducted. You know, you're in there, Andrew, David yeah. Justice. So yeah. um, we've got a good group of guys there. And we always love having you back and but it's been fun visiting with you yeah one yeah. one quick question yeah. what are you doing for the holidays and new year's eve what do you guys have a big plans for the holidays well i was thinking about going to puerto rico and then once i once i look at the plane ticket to go there from here we were like <laughs> no. no we're, we're okay. gonna stay here okay all right we're gonna stay here and uh, i have my other two songs flying from atlanta and they're going to spend uh, New Year's here oh, good. with us. Okay. So that's yeah. what Greg was t- telling me at breakfast this morning about when he played winter ball in Puerto Rico and, and the holidays down there and how much fun and the oh, celebrations. Yeah. And all oh, that. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, the, pig, the pig roast. The pig roast. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the music, it's, it's a big party. Mm. every night and and you you just feel the the the, the christmas spirit mm-hmm. almost every day out there that's awesome it's fantastic just, uh, it's just yeah i, I do remember i was telling because ricky i was saying that i was there for thanksgiving and then i was there for christmas and i was there for new year's and then so my one of my coaches was um jose jose cruz Cheo. Jose cruz yeah Cheo cruz and then um one of the other coaches that were there they invited my wife and I over for to be a part of the festivities and and of course you oh, know it, it, it's not just the holidays are a big party I mean in Puerto Rico they celebrate the Puerto Rican holidays then they celebrate all the all the American holidays as well oh yeah and it's just like it's just like a, a they have ongoing, any excuse to celebrate <laughs> I love it it's yeah, an ongoing we got, party we got, we got well you got uh the Christmas day the New Year's Eve. Three Kings. Is that what Three Kings? The Three Wise Men. Yeah. The, that's January 6th. And then we have what they call Octavitas, which is eight days after the Three Wise Men, you know, before the Christmas is completely officially over. Wow. So eight days after, basically, the Three Wise Men, it's, it's you know, celebrating Christmas and, you know, same thing, parrandas, which is, you know, music. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah. Dude, this sounds like heaven to me. I'm moving. You need to find a new co-host. That's where I'm going. That sounds awesome. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was a fun place. But yeah, and they shut down everything. I remember wanting to go to the mall and do something. They're like, oh no, it's closed. They're having a parade, you know. Or they're, having, uh, they're celebrating this. It. They're celebrating that. They just shut down and they're like having those parties. It was yeah. good. Party. It was a good place. I got good memories there. No, yeah. They find any excuse to make a party out there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you letting us come into your home Absolutely. and hang out with you for I'm a little bit. I'm glad you guys were able to come here and, yeah. and visit me. Yeah, that's, thank that's you so great. much. This Absolutely. Is, uh, it's beautiful out here. It's my first time in this area, and I, it's just, uh, well, it's now second, my second favorite behind Puerto Rico, which is where I'm going to head. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, thank you so much, Javi. We really appreciate oh, it. Oh, my pleasure. All glad right. you guys came.